0: Marcus Burnett, joined by Brandon Clay here on Prospects Nation. Our subject today, a program preview on UCLA and their women's basketball program. Brandon, come on, man. Let's get going.
1: Hold on, Marcus. Please don't kill my vibe. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited, man. You talk about UCLA and, and what they've done. With Corey Close coming out from FSU, where she was the associate head coach. You know, she had been to 15 straight NCAA tournaments before taking the UCLA job. So the pedigree was definitely there, had served on staff at UCLA, 94, 95, was a four-year starter at point guard at California Santa Barbara, and coached there as well. So definitely has those California West Coast connections, and in a lot of ways is is back home now with this job in her third year already. First year was a a struggle through some attrition and some injuries. Second year, you really got to see what this staff is going to be able to do out there in Westwood as they had a full complement of players and gave Stanford a run in the conference championship game and just had a great season overall and, you know, graduated a couple of kids. And, you know, this year will be kind of an in-between year before they usher in some new kids. So they've got the deck set.
0: Let's talk about the assistant coaches uh, there
1: for Coach Close. Well, cool group of of people. Uh, You know, I I remember sitting with Corey Close actually out in Westwood in her office, and it was just her and the director of operations, Pam Walker. There was no staff yet. It literally was the first week after she had kind of gotten the job, was trying to get everything set, and Kyle Moore and I were out there for an event, a tournament out there, and got a chance to stop by. And she wound up with three great people, you know, Shannon Perry, who I knew from her time at Duke, and prior to that was at Southern California, Iowa, Another California, you know, native, uh, actually played our basketball at Iowa, but it's from California, the SoCal area. Tony Noonan, another West Coast guy, um, you know, has, has been just a big help on the recruiting trails. An encyclopedia, they give him a hard time, you know, for his amount of knowledge of the different kids and everybody's situation and what they're doing. And he, he's first class all the way around in terms of his knowledge of the players and skill development as well. And then you've got Jenny Huff was a graduate assistant at Florida State to Corey Close during her time there, played at Colorado, and now winds up on the staff. She actually was out with us uh, shoot, just over a week ago for our National fall Showcase. So the UCLA staff, they, they've worked uh, and done a great job. And like I said, Pam Walker kind of heads up everybody's logistics and really is just a go-to person there in the office. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and spending time with them. It's a great group of people.
0: Let's look at the personnel pieces there for UCLA and talk about some of the key
1: pieces coming back. Well, it'll be interesting, you know, dealing with some injuries and some of the things that have happened, whether it be, you know, a Lauren Holiday, who missed most of last year, or freshman year, you know, with some concussion injuries, or, or now Carrie Corver, and then Casey Swain, who are both out for this year with knee injuries already. You know, they're going to need some people to step up, and I, I think the, the most logical person to be able to do that is Naira Fields, uh, you know, a sophomore guard, actually attended school in the state. So that's a kid that we had ranked in the top 10 in the country. And honestly, as a kid that we could see one day playing for the Canadian national senior team, uh, if she continues to grow, if she could score the basketball in a lot of ways, her game is very similar to a Cappy Pondexter who's in the NBA, the ability to get a bucket almost at will and on command when she needs one. And then I think you've got to also look there in the backcourt in addition to fields. Senior leadership is going to be important in a year where you've got a shorter bench. You saw that last year with what they did just up the, the coast in Washington. They were led by Christy Kingma and her senior leadership, and they're going to need that from Thea Lindberger this year, the Santa Monica native. They're going to need her to come through and be a big-time factor in order, I think, for them to have the type of season that they want to have despite the injuries they've suffered already. So I look at Lindberger and Fields as being two of the keys to them getting it done. Lindberger's is a kid that saw action in all 30 games with 29 starts a couple of years ago and really has been good throughout the course of her career and a steady hand.
0: Now let's talk about the sandwich of sorts when you look at the two – 2013 class and then the 2014 class that'll be coming behind them. Describe that outlook for this UCLA program.
1: Well, it's interesting, you know, in a lot of ways, their class has changed. You look at at Corver now with the injury; she will redshirt, fall back into the 13 class. So, well, we had that class ProspectsNation.com at number 60 in the country. That class at the time contained Dominique Williams, who will be on the roster this year as a freshman and play. Also contains Savannah Trapp, 6'9 freshman, but she's going to redshirt fall back into 14 is what it looks like. Um, They've got a a young lady that we weren't able to account for that's from Sweden and Paulina Herstler, a 6'2 forward. Lauren Holiday now falls back into 13. It looks like she'll be able to play this year despite the head injury. So that class is extremely different than the one that we put a number on back in the springtime now. And I think that you'll see more production given kind of the balance in the fall. Hurstler, Holiday, along with Dominique Williams now, that would be a really good class if we were to go back six months later and re-rank the numbers given that information. That's a class that should be able to help and gives them three people that should give them some depth and some quality minutes this year out in the Pac-12.
0: As far as a 2014 class, uh, impressive to say the least. (laughs) I'll let you elaborate specifically on the pieces that make it so.
1: Well, they started with with Rese Caldwell. That was the first domino they got to drop, which is interesting because she's the only prospect in the class that doesn't hail from California. And she's the number six player in the country right now, ProspectsNation.com. Then they're able to get Jordan to Canada. And, And I think a lot of people were really caught off guard by the fact they were able to get those two to sign on to play together. Given that both of them, by definition, are point guards, I think that that they did a good job of laying out a plan for them. You know, Corey Close and her staff had a definite plan of development for both of them. And both Canada and Caldwell bought into making UCLA something special. It has to kind of work both ways. Then you get, you know, Lajanae Drummer to help you with the, the forward spot. Monique Billings is going to help you at the forward spot. Kelly Hayes, a swing player, who's going to help you at the 3-4 spot. So now you have five kids in a single class, Marcus, who all are ranked inside the, the elite 60, and it gives them right now the number one class in the country. And barring some kind of incredible movement with Asia Wilson, either going to Ohio State or Texas, it looks like that's going to remain that way for UCLA. So definitely hoping they've done a really good job of, once again, we talk about sandwiching classes building for the future and putting themselves in a great position long term.
0: You know, this summer was able to see these three pieces, uh, you know, up close and personal there. Battle of the Borough, we were able to see that one-two punch of Jordan Canada and Legend 8 Drummer uh, plenty of uh, times on Prospects Nation TV. And, you know, Brandon, when you talk about the UCLA program, the injuries and, and the, the different stage that's going to be set, a player like Rasay Caldwell is going to definitely look to come in and be able to say, you know what, we've had some some different humps in the role, yep. things of that nature. Uh, but just, you know, her makeup is just to be able to look at that challenge and say, okay, let's get it.
1: So, No question. Well, she's changed her, her frame to touch on Caldwell, really has worked hard. And honestly, just her leadership. You know, we talk about Limburger and what Lindberger means. And as Lindberger walks out of the door, who do you have that's going to fill that role for you? Caldwell's going to fill it. And at the same age, she's going to fill it with a a more skilled skill set, a more polished skill set than Lindberger had at the same age, which bodes well for Corey Close and her group, always having a coach on the floor to be able to convey the message. And you see what that's doing, you know, even in professional sports, whether it be Peyton Manning in Denver, you know, whatever you want to look at, when you have someone who can coach your team on the field, on the floor, it only helps aid in the success of the program. You'll be there in
0: Westwood on January 7th uh, to take in, take on the Colorado game uh, there
1: in person. And how forward are you looking to that trip? That's going to be fun, uh, you know, to be able to, to see them. Colorado, I thought, had a really good year last year, really established themselves in the top half of the league. And, and these are the types of games, if you're UCLA, you know, you're looking forward to these games. You want these games. You know, a team that's in the top half of the league at your place, you want to find ways to win, you know, because – The Pac-12 really as a league has changed tremendously since Corey Close got that job. That was a a league that was struggling to get a third team into the NCAAs. And you look at the landscape changing, whether it be Colorado, whether it be Washington, there are a lot of people who have done a really good job of turning over rosters and getting top shelf talent now. And UCLA is one of those. Those are the people you're going to compete with. Then Cal and Stanford down the street, Cal with the run to the Final Four. Now you've got multiple teams and every single game in conference becomes a a battle and you're trying to make sure that you win, finish on the right side of 500 in the conference so that you can put yourself in a position for an at-large bid if you don't win the conference tournament. Could you pick nicer digs to play
0: in out there on the West Coast than Pauley Pavilion?
1: I tell you what, the renovations, I remember they were just started that when when Coach Close got the job and we were out there. And I was out there two years ago, and they were kind of going through the middle of it. Everything was shut down and blocked off, and you couldn't get into anywhere. And they are now come out on the backside of that, and, and I am really excited to see it firsthand and in person. But the pictures are absolutely gorgeous. And obviously the history and tradition of John Wooden and – all the other people that have have come in between speak for itself. I'm excited to get out and visit the Bruins. Where
0: was that John Wooden guy from? What state was he from?
1: Oh, man, don't start that, man. Don't start that Indiana stuff. Nobody likes Indiana but you, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. Shout out to the Hoosiers out there. Well, that'll do it for this Prospects Nation podcast. Thanks for joining us for this preview of the UCLA women's basketball program. We'll catch you back here next time.